Hello and welcome to the Mommy's Pen Podcast. This is Sue Campbell, your host. I'm a writer and children's book author, author of The Cat, The Cash, The Leap, and The List. And I'm here with my almost 12-year-old daughter, Nora Campbell. Say hi, Nora. Hi, Nora. Also, next week I'll be 12. Yes. So the next time you hear me on this podcast, I will be 12. The next time you hear my voice, I will be 12. (laughs) Unless you know me and you're going to hear my voice before then. You might hear your voice before that, but soon you will be 12. May 16th is your birthday. Yeah, and May 17th is the day you're probably going to release your book. Yes, the book comes out on May 17th. Right now you can actually pre-order the ebook on Amazon. Um, if that's your thing, if you like ebooks, you can go ahead and order it right now. Otherwise, if you're a print girl or boy or man or woman or baby or child, you can get the print version on May 17th. Also, I'm, I have a question. Okay. What's an ebook? Oh my goodness. Look at my little Waldorf kid doesn't know what an ebook is. So an, e- an ebook is an electronic I'm so insulted right now. <laughs> an ebook is an electronic book that you read on a Kindle or a phone. I thought that was just app. like like I know I know what that is, but I didn't know it was called an ebook. Why hmm. is it called an ebook? Because it's an electronic book. <laughs> so okay. the E is short for electronic. Digital. Okay. Then why isn't it called a D-book? A D-book. <laughs> <laughs> because people would make fun of it then. Okay. Now, can we just, like, get to the podcast part of the podcast? Uh, sure. Let's do the podcast part of the podcast. Um, so this season, because my book is coming out on May 17th, we just decided to read you, like, up to the first plot point of the book. We don't have an audio book yet. We're getting there. But um, we can at least read you, and you can listen to a bunch of episodes and basically hear up to the first plot point of the book. And our plan for this has been that Nora would read all of the sections of the book that are in Martha's point of view, and I would read the rest, which are in Sanjay and Anand's point of view. And that will continue over the next episodes, except today we didn't do that because my throat was all sore and we tried to record it a lot, and it got messed up by the digital thing we're using to record this. And then Nora got sick of it. Yeah. And so I read it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't. And just to bring you up to speed on where we are in the book, chapter one saw Martha uh, secretly adopting a pregnant cat. A very pregnant cat. A very pregnant cat about to give birth two kittens from a garage sale free box right before they had to leave for the airport to go and pick up her cousins who were coming to stay with them for six whole weeks while their parents were visiting India. Then in chapter two, um, everybody has to go and eat because the boys are hungry after they get off the airplane. So we get a little introduction. food really isn't filling. It's like air. Mm Mm-hmm. So we take them to a pancake place, and we get to see a little bit of dynamics between the two brothers, Sanjay and Anand, and Anand ends up um, getting pushed out of the booth by his brother and ends up getting all sticky in maple syrup. And Martha tries to rush everybody out of there because she has a cat stuck in her closet that she needs to get home and attend to. And so, without further ado, Nora will read Chapter 3. Chapter 3. The Closet Door Opens Martha's right leg jittered up and down as she sat in the back seat chewing her hair. 
This was terrible. She hadn't chewed her own hair since second grade when they'd had that terrifying German lady as a substitute teacher for over a month. Sanjay grabbed her knee and pressed on it. Oh, sorry, she said, but she started right back up again. They'd been gone too long. Mama Cat would be freaking out. Martha hadn't even had time to leave her any food or water. The instant the car stopped in the driveway, Martha shouted, Race you to the backyard! They sprang from their seats and bolted up the driveway. She flung open the gate to the backyard and cried, Garden post is the finish line! She was slightly ahead since she had the home field advantage. Charlie, her big yellow Labrador, bounded up into second place, tail wagging excitedly. She grabbed the fence post at the edge of the garden and swung herself around in a little victory dance. Sanjay was third, with Anand in last place, and shirtless. Martha had told him to take off his shirt in the car because it was covered in milk and maple syrup. She didn't want him bothering to change once they got home. Now the boys were just where she wanted them. You guys explore the backyard. I've got to go to the bathroom. She sprinted back to the house and paused at the door to collect herself. As casually as she could manage, she walked into the kitchen. Her parents were standing at the dining room table sorting through a stack of mail. Martha tucked herself around the corner out of view of the table. She pulled down a bowl. She got a glass, filled it with water, and walked to her room. She heard her dad ask, Where are the boys, Martha? Outside, she yelled without turning around. Back in her room, she poured the water into the bowl and opened the closet door a small crack. The cat pushed her head against the door, trying to get out. Martha quickly closed the door again. She had to think. Was it safe to let the cat out of the closet and into the room? She had to risk it. She couldn't let her go without water any longer. Martha set the bowl down just outside the sweep of the door and then opened the door wide and stepped back across the room. The cat came flying out of the closet and jumped on Martha's bed, looking around wildly for an exit. She tore across the room, and when she couldn't find the way out, bolted under the bed. Martha pushed the bowl in after her, gave a deep sigh, and slipped out of the room. She found the boys in the middle of the long, narrow backyard. Sanjay was stretched out in the hammock, with Anand squatting on the ground next to him, petting Charlie, apparently waiting for his turn to swing. Of course they wouldn't sit in it together. Martha thought she might need to have a talk with Sanjay about being nicer to Anand. So what do we do first, Sanjay asked. Well, said Martha slowly. She was about to tell them about the cat, but stopped herself. You have to get unpacked, of course, but first let's meet the chickens and I'll show you where we're going to build the fort tomorrow. We need a base of operations. Martha led them back through the vegetable garden to the chicken yard. She plucked a handful of dandelion greens and poked them through the wire fence. Five fat hens came rushing from the underbrush and started pulling the greens away from them. Martha rattled off the names of the hens while pointing out each one. Ginger, Ricky, Colonel Sanders, Buttercup, and the big black one is Andre. She's a Jersey giant. Whoa, said Sanjay. That chicken is huge. She's as big as my neighbor's dog. She's heavy, too, said Martha nonchalantly. But she's scared of everything, and she eats the most and doesn't lay eggs anymore. But we love her anyway. What's the cat's name? Anand asked, pointing to a large black cat that was hunched in the back corner of the chicken yard. Martha gulped. Don't know. It's not ours. There are a bunch of cats that run around the neighborhood, she said. They're feral, you know, wild, like the one my dad almost hit. She had to get the conversation away from cats. Come on, she said. Let's collect some eggs. Martha led the way inside the coop. 
The first thing she saw was a big orange cat curled up in one of the nesting boxes. Shoo, shoo, she said, waving her arms wildly. It was like cats were haunting her. The cat scrambled and dashed out the door. Each nest box was filled with straw and had several eggs in them. Martha pulled up the bottom edges of her t-shirt to make an egg basket. Load me up, she said. Sanjay loaded the eggs into her shirt until it nearly overflowed, and then handed the last two to Anand, a brown one and a blue one. Colonel Sanders lays the blue ones, Martha said, just as Sanjay swung the door of the coop open and it came rushing toward Anand. He reached out his hands to stop it, smashing the eggs he was holding. Martha doubled over in laughter and almost dropped all the eggs cradled in her shirt. Sanjay was laughing and shaking his head. Anand's cheeks got red. It's okay, come on, Martha said, leading them back to the house. Charlie intercepted them, nosing at Anand's eggy hands. It tickles, Anand squealed. Martha saw an opportunity. Listen, Martha leaned in and lowered her voice. We'll go inside and get you washed up, but then there's something important we need to do right away, and it means you have to swear to keep a secret. Anand was wide-eyed. Uh-oh, said Sanjay. A few minutes later, the boys had been briefed, and Martha gave Anand a gentle nudge through the door. Go show them your eggy hands, she hissed at him. We need a diversion. Go, go. Martha counted to sixty and then she and Sanjay tiptoed into the kitchen pantry. Martha shoved things aside until she found what she was looking for, a can of tuna. She grabbed it and turned around, nodding to Sanjay. He could hear Anand talking to her mom and dad in the living room. They tiptoed across the kitchen, and Sanjay cracked open Martha's bedroom door. He whispered, I think she's still under the bed. As the last word was coming out of his mouth, the cat streaked by through the slightly open door and bolted down the hallway toward the living room. Martha and Sanjay dashed after her. Anand yelled in surprise. Soon Martha's parents joined in the yelling. What on earth is going on? Martha, where did that cat come from? The cat tore around the room, then scurried under the couch. Martha froze, staring at her parents. They stared back at her. Finally, Martha's dad broke the silence. Martha? explain. I, um, Martha struggled to come up with a story that would keep her out of trouble. She decided there probably wasn't one. I got her at a garage sale this morning. They had her in a free box. They were going to give her to just anybody. I had to rescue her. Her parents stared at her. Finally, her mom said, oh, Martha, and shook her head. Why didn't you ask, said her dad. There wasn't time. Her heart was pounding and tears were ready to burst from her eyes. We were about to go to get the boys and I didn't want to get in a fight right before we went and I knew you'd say no. I had to save her. And then all the tears came out at once. Oh, Martha, her mother said again. Come on, Martha, help me get her out from under the couch. We have to take her back. No, Martha sobbed hard. Dad, we can't bring her back. The woman was horrible. What kind of a person would give away a pregnant cat? She's pregnant, yelled her mother. Her father stood with his feet firmly planted on the rug, his arms rigid and hovering about six inches above his sides. He looked like he was preparing to raise his hands and shoot lightning out of his fingertips. He took a deep breath and said, Let me get this straight. You adopted a pregnant cat you found in a free box just five minutes before going to pick up your cousins and without asking us first. Do I have that right? Yes, said Martha in a small voice. Go to your room. But 
said Martha, looking toward the couch with the angry cat under it. Leave the cat. Martha scooted down the hall as fast as she could. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw her mom plop down on the couch and give her an exasperated groan. Mama Cat wailed. Martha closed the door of her room and slid down the wall, sobbing. She would lose Mama Cat. Her parents would take her back to that awful woman, or worse, a shelter. Martha wouldn't get to raise the kittens. She wouldn't even ever get to see them. She took a deep breath. She had to show she could be responsible, starting with cleaning up the closet. She looked in the closet. It was a horrible sight and smell. The cat had pulled her clothes down from the hangers and strewn them everywhere. The blankets she'd put in for a cat bed were soaking wet and not with water. Her nose wrinkled at the smell of cat pee, pregnant cat pee. Foul, she muttered, picking up the blankets and clothes, careful to touch only dry areas. She quietly opened the door and took all the blankets down to the laundry room. Martha had been doing her own laundry since the age of seven. She knew a mess like this called for plenty of soap, an extra rinse cycle, and a glug of the special cleaner they saved for when Charlie puked on something. There was no actual ceiling in the unfinished basement, only the wood that created the floor of the room above. That meant it was a good place to listen in on adult conversations happening upstairs. But she could only hear the murmurs of her parents' voices. They were being quiet on purpose. Martha scampered up onto a shelf and stood so her ear was just a few feet from the ceiling. She could only pick out a few words. The loudest of them was consequences. It wasn't sounding good. The talking stopped and footsteps started. Uh-oh. Martha! Coming! She yelled. And that was chapter three of The Cat, The Cash, The Leap, and The List. And as of May 17th, if you're listening to this after May 17th, this book is available for purchase. Um, you can purchase at Amazon or your favorite indie bookseller or your favorite other big bookseller like Barnes & Noble. Um, and what else do we need to say? Um... Uh, and as always, you can see show notes at mommyspen.com, and we can have links there for you where you can easily buy the book if you wish. And we will be back next week where we'll be reading chapter four. <laughs>